Welcome back to the Three Pillar Podcast. Enjoying the potty? Leave us a rating and a review over on Spotify. All right, crew, welcome back to the podcast, episode 23. What's happening, fellas? Not a lot. No. Got the uh, yeah. Michael Jordan podcast this, uh, oh, yep. this week. 23. Yeah, big nice. two, three. Oh, yeah. That's a big number. Yep, we're still kicking. Mm. Um, <laughs> what did you guys get up to on the weekend? We had the Three Pillar Sports Day Saturday. Yeah, I think it was the biggest thing happened my weekend. It was pretty, uh, pretty fun vibes. Good seeing how like, competitive everyone gets as soon as like there's a competitive nature. It's Some sort crazy. of competition. Yeah. yeah, some of the groups are going... It's the hardest I've seen everyone working forever. Yeah, it was pretty hectic. It was good. It's good. Yeah, we didn't even finish the class at the second one because people were gassed. Yeah, like even like station four or five, people were just like, "Nah, I can't do it." Yeah, it is crazy if you've got a bit of competitiveness in the gym or like in I suppose in general, like just how much harder you do actually work. Anything uh, else outside of that? Anything exciting for either of you guys? Nah, not much really. Yeah. Pretty chill weekend actually Quiet weekend yeah. all around Yeah It's good I haven't had a quiet weekend in a while So I was pretty keen to Do fuck all New honest. house Do you have a Do you have yeah. furniture in there now? Uh, most of it yeah Need like a dining table and shit But Got all the essentials yeah Couch Couch yeah, yeah Got the essentials on. Yeah Got all we need For the two of us So No it's been good Nice Will? Um, no not a lot Played Told you guys before Played golf at, On Saturday Behind the premier of South Australia That was pretty funny um. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was pretty much all I really did on the weekend. Went for a beach run and everything. I feel like there's nothing better on Sunday. Going for like a beach run, we always go and grab an acai afterwards. Mm. Like yeah. it's just elite. Like getting brunch or whatever down there. Like you guys used to do it at the run club. Yeah. Like yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, it's track. Yeah. Did you give the premier any tips or? <laughs> no, I was going he's not, to. He's not that good, is he? Yeah. No, no, good no, average. No. Yeah, like no, golf no. or running the state. Golf. <laughs> golf yeah. <laughs> He, he's he's actually he can hit a ball, but he's just his swings a bit uh, a bit unorthodox. Yeah. But he Probably gets not spending a lot of time. Probably looks though, like yeah, 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 no, yeah. I feel like he would things. get crucified quite a bit if he was out there every like second day practicing. You <laughs> yeah. know, have I'm you seen that that video of uh, George Bush though when he was president? Oh no, of, I think it's like oh, I can't remember what it was. Maybe something to do some sort of war, Iraq, Afghanistan, something. And he's like, he's, he's on the golf course and they go to get his statement and he's like, um, he's like, you know, what do you think about the war? And he's like, we will not tolerate terror or something like that. Now, and then he turns around, he's like, now watch me smoke this drive. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Mate, so random for a president man. to just be like talking <laughs> yeah. something so serious that he's like, now watch me hit this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a good play. Jeez. So do you know Mel, Mel, I don't know if he still does. Uh, when he was opposition leader, so not in government, but he used to be, uh, play for Adelaide Uni. He used to play footy. Mm. Who's that? Like Malinowskis. Oh, really? Yeah, especially yeah. like just line up in the fucking, well, back then the opposition leader, but it's pretty weird. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I feel like you are just going out with a target on your head yeah, if 100%. you're in politics and you're trying yeah. to... Playing footy. Like yeah, that. even like, I was thinking even golf. Like, imagine if you had, like, if I was had a, something against him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah. I'd just be leveling balls at his head <laughs> in a par three course. Like, you just hit about five balls and just hope uh, one of them hits him. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. I didn't do that. So, so a few topics for this week's episode. Well, what did you do, Weekend? Um, not much. Just, uh, yeah, very quiet one as well. And then went for a long run yesterday. And that was about it. Chilled out after that. Nice. So, yeah, it was good. It was, it was good morning yesterday. Not too hot. Perfect. Actually, well, it was good morning yesterday. So, 
three topics that we wanted to discuss for this week. So we got Tones walking in. All right, mate. Um, first one I wanted to talk about was the benefits of heart rate monitors for training. And I thought we could sort of go around giving some yeah. of our thoughts like that. We've got the MyZone Challenge actually starting in March as well. So I thought we could chat about the uh, heart rate monitors a little bit in a little bit more detail and then um, sort of give your takes on it. So why I guess you guys would use them, why you find them beneficial, etc. So like the main reason I would use them, I use them especially in running mainly. It's like, a, it's like for me, it's like a have to have sort of thing. Whether How that's, you doing? Um, <laughs> it's gone, baby. Um, whether that's um, either on the like a chest one or just my Apple Watch. Uh, for me, like it's mainly intensity. So knowing what intensity you're working at. Um, so when I started running to get better, like you got to try and keep your heart rate low. Um, some more that steady state running. So it's good to just know what sort of intensity you're working at um, in that regard. But yeah, if there's other ways, like if you're trying to get like VO2 max or whatever sort of stuff. Um, yeah. It's good to just know what intensity you're working yeah, at. Yeah, so if you're getting into running, I feel like that's like the first, well, really, it's the only investment that you can make, but I'd say it's like the first investment you're making. Obviously, you need shoes yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking at shoes yesterday at Nike, and I was like, they're just so flat. Mm. Like, a lot of the shoes down, like, they don't have a lot of, like, padding. Even yours, like, your ASIC ones, the ASICs. Yeah, those those are just my, like, yeah, yeah. casual ones. Yeah, like... Say, the, the proper super shoes are... Yeah, because that's though. what I wear. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost a blessing and a curse because now if I go to another runner, like I ran recently in my Reacts. Yeah. And they're like, they're a little bit thinner. So and I feel it so much that's more. That's why I wear those. So they say like you shouldn't train in the super shoes all the time. You should like one or two runs a week and swap between them. Yeah, yeah. Because they wear out Yeah, quick. but you also adapt to you them. You get used yeah. to them. So yeah. if you like jump in another pair of shoes or like you just don't get the same... It'd be like having caffeine all the time mm. versus if you went off of it for a little bit and then you had a little bit, you get that big boost again. Yeah. So it's like if you train in those vibe. super shoes all the time, you don't get that same boost. So yeah, that's a that's a uh, interesting point there. But Wish yeah. I knew that yesterday because I would have bought some. <laughs> but yeah, I was looking around they're and I was like, too. yeah, they're bloody expensive. But yeah, I was just like, I'd, you it. can just feel it so much more when you are training in just like the regular standard shoe mm. compared yeah. to yeah. the, the shoes are worth it. Yeah. It is so much harder. Yeah. Yeah, super shoes make a difference. Yes. Yeah. Heart rate monitors. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, back <laughs> to the heart rate monitors, sorry. Yeah, I feel like that's like, uh, when it comes to running, your investments is really just good shoes. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously running clothes. But yeah. um, outside of that, the only other investment that you really have to make is a heart rate monitor. And it's one, like, if you're going to run a couple times a week or if you do have a specific goal, like, it's one I would definitely recommend making for sure. Um, like Tobes was just saying there, you've got your different heart rate zones and things like that because we can sort of touch on that so it's sort of like your main zones you got zone one two three four five they're the main zones so basically quick debrief over those is like zone two is sort of like the sweet spot that's where you're call it sort of steady state you're training at um, an aerobic intensity which means your body is able to use oxygen as a fuel source efficiently enough so it's like your i guess working at a level which isn't super super strenuous so it's like you can continue to keep going at that level for a long period of time like your body's not going to run out of energy anytime soon as soon as you start to go to zone three and above you're starting to get to a point where your body starts to break down um, other fuel sources and they start to deplete a lot quicker so you're just going to stop hit the wall sooner etc your body won't be able to go for as long so 
the only real way to know if you are training in those zones properly is by checking your heart rate accurately. Um, If you don't have a heart rate monitor, you can do like the talk test. That's a good one. So if if you're running at a pace where it's like we could hold a comfortable conversation, but if you start talking like this, yeah. then it's like you're probably zone three or above. Um, so that you still want to train in those zones too. But if you want to improve general fitness and stuff like that, you definitely want to spend a lot of time in zone two for sure. Yeah. 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 I think, um, yeah, just using an actual strap is so much better as well. More beneficial than the wrist one. I don't know what it is like for Apple Watches, but for Garmin's, I know that this watch the other week, I did like a threshold run and I was running at like a four, four fifteen, four ten pace and it said my heart rate was about 130. Yeah, the Apple Watches are definitely more accurate, yeah. but the Garmin's are just for the wrist is like, it's not great. Yeah, so like, and then I did like a... Nice easy run, and it was like my heart rate was one seventy or something. Yeah. yeah. So like I think yeah, definitely investing in the because it can throw you out as well. Because I remember a few times I'd wear my heart rate strap, and it wasn't um, connected to my watch. Yeah. And then I'd look down thinking that I was running at like one forty beats per minute, which is zone two, and then I'd look down on my watch. It says like one, you know, one ninety two, and I'd I've be like, what's going on here? I've had yeah, a lot of yeah. people like talked like well we've talked about this and they've said they've come up to me oh, i just can't keep my heart rate down well i'm like yeah but you're basing it off of your watch like it's not that accurate yeah like yeah said, exactly like, it's yeah. just th- that similar example 100%. there like i've had instances where i could talk like this the whole time while running and it's saying like my heart rate's 170 it's just not the case yeah so um for that accuracy standpoint the chest strap's going to be the most accurate thing yeah so i think that's one of the biggest things you're missing out on if you don't wear a chest strap is the accuracy of your heart rate um, um as well as the calories as well. I know some mm. people, like we've talked about before, knowing how many calories you burn, is, it's just really not that beneficial, but it's a lot more accurate as well. So I think like, again, Will and I can attest because we've got Garmin. So if we do a strength workout, my Garmin will be like, oh, I've burnt 50 calories this session. Like I burn 50 calories just standing up, picking up a body barbell. Like, so again, super inaccurate versus your chest strap. Um, you know, in a strength workout, it'd be like four to 500 calories. So even though knowing that doesn't really make a big difference, I know people in the gym who, if they're just basing off of their watch, like un- so many people would be able to, um, will agree with this, that they, so, yeah. they see like a low amount of calories and think they haven't done anything. Yeah. Uh, no, you just, the measuring device is just inaccurate. Yeah. You've actually yeah. worked a lot harder. Yeah. So if you want that peace of mind, um, Super beneficial. Yeah, definitely the way to go. I've never had a MyZone, actually. I've never used one. Definitely want to get one and see what it's like. But yeah, do they, zone, high Do you feel like when you wear it, like even in a session or a run, you think about it a lot? Like, Nah, I feel like when you, you if you haven't used one before, your first couple you do, or yeah. you like feel like you, you think you're a pro the first time you wear it. <laughs> but after that, it's like yeah, okay. you don't even yeah. realise it's there. Or yeah. You don't even think about it. Yeah. The only time you realise is when it's midsummer. It's what, probably two summers ago that I was really into like running and I'd be um, like running outdoors and whatever. And then like I'd take my heart rate strap off and I'd just have like this white line all yeah, around, my, yeah. around underneath my chest True. from just the tan line from it. Yeah. What about outside of running? Where are the benefits of using one there? Outside of running, so strength training. Well, just even like, even like in the gym here, any class of strength, cardio, like obviously yeah. we've just basically just talked about 
it's beneficial for runners for sure. Yep. And I'd say that's probably the best use scenarios. Well, I'd say, running. yeah, because it's kind of using for different things. Like running, you're more so trying to stay in a zone of like zone two. Realistically, like most of your runs, 80% of them will be zone two. I know you can push out and do other workouts like threshold runs and shit like that, which is going to be a higher heart rate. But also in the gym more so for me, if I'm doing a cardio session and I've got my heart rate monitor on, I know that like if I'm hovering around... 80% like I can probably get through like 80% of my max I can probably get through it other good thing about it which is probably more important than that is um if you're all up on the screen and you've all got like your heart rate up on the screen which is what we got in the gym is kind of goes into that sports day competitiveness that we we're talking about before yeah definitely is like if I'm training and Josh is working out and we're partners or whatever and his is like red you know 93% and mine's a blue 61% like, you just feel like you, you're going to give yourself a bit of a push because Josh has done, you know, an extra X amount of calories than me yeah. and I want to try and beat him on it. Yeah. So, it definitely gives you that competitive edge as well, which I think can be really beneficial with training. Just tells you you can push that a little bit harder as well. Like yeah. If, you, if it is, like, if you do notice it is sitting at, like, 60 70% for the first, yeah. say, like, the first lap of our Thursday session. Yeah. You're like, all right, this lap will probably push you a little bit yeah. harder, get yeah. more out of it. I'd say we probably see that with the people who do wear it. Like, they do push a little bit harder and again probably just because they're getting that visual cue as well um i thought we could quickly touch on the my zone challenge in march as well just for people actually know what's happening so with my zones you get these mep points so we, we haven't really discussed this much but mm. basically we're just going to do for the challenge in march is um you know collect the most mep points over march and you could win a prize i was thinking what we could also do was just have a second prize category which would be for like just completing three workouts sort of each week or logging three, I don't know, sessions with your MyZone just to show that you're being active and then that way that could be more of a consistency award. So the MEPs are good though because it's not based off of like, I guess, it's based off of your level of... So it's not comparing yeah. me and Tobes yeah. and like who's fit or anything like that. It's based off of how hard you're working against Compared your yourself, own fitness yeah. level. Um, so that's, that's a pretty good... Um, sort of gauge of like how, yeah, how hard cool. you've trained for much. So realistically sort of just doing it to, I guess, you know, challenge people to push themselves a little bit more in March. So if you're looking for that little bit of extra kick, um, that's obviously a free challenge to enter. You just need the yeah. my zone. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll do the consistency one too. But that should be a bit of fun. Um, anything else you guys wanted to add there? No, I think that's really about it with the, with the heart rate monitors. I feel like that's pretty pretty good to be honest yeah, yeah it's just the accuracy i think is the biggest one yeah like you're definitely missing say, out yeah. on if you're training for a marathon like quite a few people like i am josh is to a degree um and then like all of those like running events it's like if you don't actually know your accurate heart rate you can't even for the event like when i started running the marathon i remember everybody was ticking over they just fly because you got adrenaline running yeah, through you would have found the same thing go, man um, and I remember I was just like, just don't push yourself. Just stick to 145 beats per minute and just like breathe nice and easy. And then you get to the 21K mark and you're feeling good and everyone else is gassed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, I'd say you, you absolutely don't need one to get better at running or anything like that. But I would say the people that do tend it's to be like, the ones that get the most improvement. Yeah. It's like a compass. Like you don't, like as in, sorry, like a GPS. It's like. You don't really need it. You can read the street signs of where you're going, but also like if you've got a GPS, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah. All right. Next uh, topic I wanted to talk about was 
um, how easy it is to lose your progress. So that that was just a question I put in to summarize a larger topic, but was essentially how hard is it to make progress and then how easy is it to lose that progress? Sort of having this conversation. And this is related to both fitness, gaining muscle, whatever it is. Like, I guess you can sort of input any goal here because I think the... Uh, I think the answer is similar or relates to all of them, but I think basically it's a lot harder to make your progress. Let's we'll yeah. just use running as an example, yeah. fitness because it's easy, but it's a lot harder to get good at running and to build up a tolerable level of running than what it is to just maintain that. Yeah. So for example, let's say you're starting from scratch and you've never you know, run before in your life, you've got very minimal running experience and you want to try and run a marathon or you want to try and run your first half marathon, whatever it is, it's going to take a considerable amount of training. Like if you don't have much of a base, you know, probably what, maybe six months, depends on the individual, but let's say six months of pretty solid training versus you doing all that training, putting in all of that hard work. After that point, as long as you sort of, I would say probably even just training once a week, you'd be able to maintain the large majority of that fitness. Not all of it, but yeah. large majority. And you can pick it up pretty quickly too. Yeah. Because I found, yeah. I mean, that was me with running. Like I had, I was just doing one or two runs a week, but I picked it back up pretty quick compared to other people that, um, yeah, it's a lot harder to gain it than it is to lose it. You're right. It's the exact same with muscle as well. Yeah, so yeah I was going to bring that up. Muscle is ridiculously hard to build, especially the more sort of advanced you get. You know, if you get to our level where you've been training for years on end and whatever, um, you know, we would have to train quite hard to build just a small percentage of muscle. But once we get that muscle, maintaining it would be much like we would easily be able to do one to two workouts per week at a pretty moderate intensity, not even like as hard as what we were doing to get there. And you'd be able to maintain Maintain most of that muscle mass, Um, which I think is like good to know because... I think a lot of people think, you know, they let's say someone's come into the gym, they've been smashing it for six months and then they get sick or they go away or whatever for a couple of weeks. Um, and then they're struggling to get back into that gym routine. Like, because they think, oh, you know, I was going five times a week and I was smashing my training. How am I going to get back to that? It's like, no, you don't even have to get back to that. You can get back to going twice a week. Yeah. I think like we've said this yeah. multiple times in multiple podcast episodes, but it's like, you don't need to be going every single day to keep making progress or maintaining your progress at the least. So, so if you just come once or twice a week, you're laughing. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And then, like, I was going to bring it up as well. There's like a lot of different like research going around about maintenance, but um, especially muscle building wise, um, like you said, you actually have Mate, to. This video is going to get some views. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> the dip. Got the yeah. Dip out. Wait, what? The nip out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Watch it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Those are about the fucking talk. Um, yeah, like you don't actually have to train to be able to get it's back funny, into it. funny because you wanted to see me staring at it. <laughs> 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 and then Josh looks at it. I just saw like Josh started looking at it. Make sure you don't upload this one for kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't actually have to train like super hard to maintain, which I think people don't realise as well. And um, like you said, people go away for like a couple of weeks and like, oh, I'm struggling to get back in five times a week. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like yeah. when you want to come back into it, just come back in once or twice. Like you'll start to get back in the rhythm of your body feeling right. Plus your routine as well, which is another big thing. Um, and then you can build from there. But yeah, maintenance isn't as hard as people 
think it's why it you is. sort of like and you look at i mean athletes and that do this as well but like sort of i'd say we're sort of doing it in a similar vein as well is that like you usually have maybe like a certain training block in the lead up to an event where you start to dial things in quite a bit so like for example you know 12 weeks before a marathon is when you start to maybe like yeah training becomes a bit more specific so i'm about 12 weeks out now and it's like sort of go time to a degree like you know taking things a bit more seriously and then it's like after that is like i've already thought about what i'm going to do is like you know running once or twice a week whatever like the intensity is not going to be anywhere near as the same as what i'm doing this next 12 weeks but it doesn't mean i won't be able to do that event ever again or anything like that because i'm not yeah maintaining that like i'll be probably maintain at least 80 percent of that fitness as long as yeah. i do a minimal amount still yeah so yeah um what's the training like at the moment for it so pretty full on now so like this week i'll do around 80 k's um and that'll sort of be like consistent for 12 weeks now is like doing that and then doing some more specific um events like next week i'll do uh pretty much training for the style of the event so like five hours where i'll do seven k's every hour like just keeping a bit more specific but really just building up the load now yeah um the running load which is yeah interesting Mm. nice yeah Mm. anything else to add there no there's actually a a specific sorry i didn't like touch on it but when it comes to muscle is called uh shit now i'm gonna forget the term uh minimal something load anyway so it's basically is i've i've heard this hormozy talks about it a little bit but basically with, so um, let's say like if you're trying to build muscle let's say yeah. you've got to do 20 sets per week of a certain muscle group oh yeah, yeah but yeah, to yeah, maintain yeah. that muscle could be five sets per it's week. the same yeah. as like i think he uses the um analogy of investing money and it's like compound interest over years mm-hmm. on end and he's like you know when you first start you need to put as much as you can away into like your investment account or whatever but then after a while you just be earning dividends yeah. from that. You don't need to put as much in to reap the reward. I feel like, yeah. I mean, that's certainly me with running. Uh, sorry, me with weightlifting. But I haven't touched weights properly more than twice a week for about a year and a half. Yeah. I think to like maybe conclude all of that is like to give the listeners a bit of a takeaway is that you don't always need to be training 100%. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you might have to put in 12 weeks and that's like the same for like a fat loss phase. Like same thing. You put in a 12-week solid deficit, obviously depending where your starting point is, 12-week solid deficit, then you just got to maintain that after that. And maintaining weight loss is a lot easier than doing the weight loss. So it's like structuring it like that and having that understanding is a lot easier than thinking, oh, I always have to be eating, you know, 1,300 calories if I want to look like this. Like, no, you don't. Like, so it's like you're just putting in small efforts, small little stints here and there, um, but maintenance is a lot easier. Yeah. All right, like the last one was actually sent in um quite an easy one i'm surprised look i don't know if there was a lot of thought put into this but if food is absorbed in your stomach and broken down into its nutrients etc then if you take a piece of chocolate and suck on it to melt and just dissolve it in your mouth then do you really eat it and do the calories actually count that is super specific yeah it's it's melting in your mouth so you're eating it well it depends obviously if you swallow it or not but Oh, that's something I'll spin the back out. Oh, well, I'm assuming so because oh, obviously, shit, okay. yes, if it's oh, gotcha. melting in your mouth and then you're swallowing it, it's still going into your yeah, digestive yeah. system. Yeah. It's the same as like water. <laughs> because <laughs> then is the question, is it a 
solid or a liquid like no yeah. I feel like John's yeah. a good way to sum this up is if you go to a winery and you're doing a tasting and you're doing a spittoon and you've got a spittoon yeah. if you consume that alcohol and you drink it and, and you, you don't use it. it yeah you're not gonna like you're gonna get an increased alcohol blood ratio bloodstream, yeah. compared to if you just put it in your mouth and spit it out you're not gonna get that anywhere near as much because you're not consuming it I know yeah. there are glands that run through your mouth that do um what is it? They do like pick up on. Yeah, I think you know like I, mean? I think, the like, I think that's just it's like cigars. Yeah. Like if you yeah. butt puff a cigar, you still get a hit of nicotine. Yeah, yeah. I think the question here is if you take a piece of chocolate and suck on it and it melts, and it just dissolves. I think no, like, if it dissolves and you swallow. It, <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah. Think, I think that's the thing. Yeah. You gotta get the calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what you can do, you can psychologically trick your brain if you do want to get um, really specific about it, but you can suck on a lolly and then spit it out. And your brain gets a little bit of the psychological benefit from it, but it's yeah. really not much nah. coming from that. No. Anyway. You're probably better off just eating sweet gum. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think there's more to the question then. Yeah. But look, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no magic around <laughs> yeah. like getting, nah, that's not. getting zero calories, unfortunately. Um all right. Recommendations for this week? Yeah. What do you guys got for us? What have you been listening to, uh, reading, watching? I watched a documentary on Sunday called The Redeem Team. So uh, it's about the 2008 basketball. USA basketball team. So in 2004, like up to the, up to like 1992, the US team only put in college players. And then the Olympics before that, they lost before the 92, so 88. And then 92, they allowed NBA players. And that's what the dream team was. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, all that shit. And then up to then, they pretty much didn't lose a game. And then 2004, they started to drop off a lot. Um, but players, players like weren't as keen? Players pulled out. So in 2004, it was the first Olympics after 9-11 as well. So a lot of NBA players didn't want to go for security reasons that. So they asked all the young guys at that point. It was like LeBron, D-Wade, Carmelo, all that sort of stuff to step up. They lost that. And then everyone just started calling them a joke and stuff like that, which is crazy calling the US basketball yeah. team a joke. But anyway, get for getting like third. So then they started, they got a new coaching, got a new like regime. It shows their journey to the 2008 Olympics, which is called the Redeem Team, which is probably the best, one of the best basketball, like pure basketball teams I like, ever assembled. So yeah, it's really interesting. So if you're into basketball, even into sport in general. Yeah. Netflix. Recommend. Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Mm, I rate that. Um, mine's not more, mine's a, it's a recommendation, but it's not, it's more just my review on something. Went and saw um, Madam Webb. The new Marvel one. I've heard good things. Not great. Oh, it's just a bit <laughs> slow. Like I said, I'd probably give it a six out of ten. Like oh, if, if there's nothing else on and you want to go watch something, go for your life. It's not gonna blow your brains. But also like <laughs> like it's nothing special. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like a, a standard Yeah. Standard yeah. Marvel like film. Fair yeah, enough. Fair. So that'd be my thing. But I do kind of wanna get someone's recommendation on the new Bob Marley film. Like Love is oh Love. Yeah, didn't know there was on here. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was on. I it's thought it was on cinema. a streaming service, but it was on there. Yeah, yeah it's on. It's on um, in the cinemas. But I thought it's probably going to be very similar to like the Elvis Presley sort of oh, thing. Oh, is it an actor? Is it like it's not a documentary? It, it is, is it a movie. No, nah, but it's more of a movie. Yeah, right. oh, that'd be cool. So I thought that would probably be good. But I just want someone oh, yeah. to uh, give me a green light see to go like see it. it. Yeah. 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 Well, mm. send them in. Yep. <laughs> Uh, mine's probably similar as Will because I haven't really watched anything new recently, but I was like, I've started watching Survivor because mm. Mick from here and, and Jack yeah, Mick Dalton, and Jack love it, man. They yeah, love it, so I was like, it. I'll watch it. 
Um, I feel it's like okay. the whole thing's scripted, though. Nah, I wouldn't I say it's pretty real. Nah, I reckon... Uh, I was just saying, my point was going to be that I think it's the most... Out of all the reality TV shows, it's probably the one that I'd want to be a part of out of all of them. Like, it seems the most real. Shit, yeah. like, and they actually... Yeah. Like, you actually watch... Even... Um, it's eight episodes in. And it's so funny because all these guys are like... They're super skinny now. Like, because they're not eating. Like, all they eat is bean, beans and rice. Mm. Like, they don't really Fuck show hell. a lot of that stuff. Like, it's still pretty full on yeah, like you're living in the elements and stuff so yeah how much do they eat like beans and rice is it's it pretty full well it's pretty limited like there's some big dudes in there and they've like they've lost heaps of weight yeah like you can tell how skinny and gaunt they are yeah. in their faces so it's like where do they sleep like out in the huts like on the beach like oh, fuck. it's in samoa like it looks sick but it's like it's still like they show all the tactics and stuff like that the episodes are so quick but like yeah sure you know they're still like in the middle of nowhere and they don't yeah, really have yeah, access yeah. to a lot of food yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, which I think, yeah, out of all the reality TV shows, You'd that's got to be one. Out, yeah, like, yeah. The other ones are just so scripted now. Like, even like, yeah. like American, oh, sorry, Australian Idol's come back on this year. Oh, it's yeah. just oh, like, I never got into those shows. It's just yeah. story after story, like sub story after sub yeah, story. Really it's is, just yeah. like, so, I love watching all like the failed auditions from like X Factor, like yeah, back yeah. in the day, like yeah, the UK so one, good. like the Simon Cow one. They would just rip people to shreds, man. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Do you know what I reckon actually has made a wicked comeback? I'm so glad it has. Is thank God you're here. Yeah, great. That's show. come back. Yeah, that yeah. is elite. Yeah. Oh, one that's the like the, the improv one, isn't improv, it? Improv. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's so funny. Like if they, it depends who they've got. I was talking to um, you used to have like Hamish and yeah, Elise yeah. and Loz about it the other day. And we were saying, like, the people that do good, Ellie was saying, Elise was saying, the people that do good on it are ones that, like, take control of it. Yeah, yeah. And they'll just absolutely run on an absolute yeah, tangent yeah. about, like, something random. And then the ones that do shit are the ones that are, like, they don't know what to say. Like, they just can't yeah, improv. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just not yeah, great. Yeah. And they're just not great. All, all of the old seasons are on YouTube. Yeah. If you just, like, Look up Hamish Blakes. They're yeah. probably the best ones. They're okay. There's, oh, I'm trying to think who's really funny on there. There's like a few good Carl ones. Carl Barron. Yeah, he's pretty he's good. Right. But yeah, the old episodes are on YouTube. I, yeah. I went through a phase of watching them all. They're great. Do you guys yeah. used to watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Who's what? Whose Line yeah. Is It Anyway? Oh, I love that show as well. I used to like, so good. Yeah, what's I used the, to watch uh, all the old shows. Ones. What's the dude's name? The, uh, Drew Wayne? Carey. No, Oh, Wayne. Wayne. Oh, I can't know his last name. Yeah, 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 so good. Yeah, yeah, they're I mean, it's all, quite all funny. Three of the originals on there. Are yeah. Great. So it's a similar yeah. thing. It's an improv show, but it's a bit it's more like... It's got like Ryan Styles and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Old like school. Old school US comedians, yeah. Yeah. They just have to like get up and do a category. Like each, there's like four different games they have to yeah. do. It's literally so just standing fun, on a stage fun, and it would be like, things you can't say to your wife at dinner, but you can say at golf. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. People just laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good show. Yeah. All right. Yep. Cool. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, thanks for tuning in, crew. And uh, we'll probably change it up as well in the coming few weeks, um, as well with the podcast. I mean, if you're still listening, this would be good. But if you're not, well, then you'll be in for a shock. But basically, what we're doing is just um, shorter episodes from probably next week onwards on a much more specific topic. Yeah. So it'll be such as the heart rate topic that we just spoke about. It'll just be that, and that's pretty much maybe it. a little bit more detail in it but we'll just cover that one topic and yep. make it a little bit more educational i think mm-hmm. we're gonna do a few more episodes with a few more guests as well we've got those lined up so maybe those will be slightly longer still might be a bit shorter but um moving forwards the episodes are going to be yeah yeah a bit more singular f- topic focused mm-hmm. and then hopefully really add as much value around that topic like i've had a few people send a couple things in like i said a couple of weeks ago someone said can you talk about vitamins and minerals a little bit more so like 
we'll do a topic. We'll do an episode just on that. Yeah. Rather than just like brushing over it for five minutes and then going on to something else. Yeah. And we'll do some uh, research on it too. So we've so got um, make some sure science behind it. If you are keen to listen to that, make sure, well, if you prefer that format, make sure you let us know. Um, otherwise as well, if you have specific topics you want to know about, we've got a couple lined up that we'll be going over. But if there is anything in particular, make sure you let us know. Cool. Catch you all next week. Thanks, crew. Thanks, crew.